Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work. Well, hello everybody, and welcome to welcome to show number three hundred and twelve from Engage for Success. Uh, Engage for Success, the UK's um, not-for-profit movement focusing on employee engagement, and we very much believe that uh, there's a better way to work. Uh, we're looking to make workplaces better places to be and to help shine a light on good practice um, in, and share research and case studies of organisations who are, who are doing just that. And today, um, I'm very pleased to have uh, as our guest, Tony Gedge, to welcome him to our show. So hello, Tony. Hi, Joe. Uh, Tony is owner of, uh, a, well, I think for our listeners, probably quite an intriguingly named uh, business called the Marketing Pirates of, of Private Dentistry. Um, and um, Tony's going to be talking to us, although specifically about the topic of engagement within that sector, um, I think anyone listening will very quickly realize that many of the learnings are incredibly transferable um, to a number of other sectors. Um, so I'm looking forward to what is going to be, I'm sure, um, an, an interesting and an engaging half hour um, with you, Tony. So before we get into that, though, can you perhaps just tell us a little bit about yourself um, and a little bit about the Pirates of Dentistry? Because it is a fabulous name. So what, what, do you, what are you about and what are they about? Okay, well, I'm excited to be here, Joe, and I've, uh, I haven't listened to all of your um, uh, engagement radios, but I've listened to quite a few of them. So it's thank an honour and a privilege to be invited on here uh, today. Oh, well, thank you. It's good to have you. Well, I'll just do a quick thumbnail sketch of who I am. So uh, I've been an entrepreneur all my life. I used to own nightclubs in the UK. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I moved out of nightclubs. I had a record label, PR company. And then, I, bizarrely enough, I got into consulting for the Royal Bank of Scotland. Mm-hmm. And I consulted with RBS for two years. I helped them uh, implement a referral system, which basically is all about building relationships with your existing customers to get more referrals. Mm-hmm. We then moved, me and my wife then moved to Spain 15 years ago, and at that time I had a number of entrepreneurial clients I used to, well, I still do, um, I help uh, business owners, entrepreneurs uh, earn more money and uh, hopefully work less. Right. That sounds, that sounds an attractive proposition for anyone, I think. It is. It is. It, it's, uh, it is possible. Um, and then we niched into dentistry. Uh, we had, well, I had a couple of uh, dental clients, a, a dental laboratory, and then dentists um, mm-hmm. who came on board. And that's when, when I fully niched into dentistry. And that was 15 years ago. And uh, the name Marketing Pirates of dentistry which is MPOD right. and we have over 103 members it's like a membership club and mm-hmm. we help um, the dental practice owners we've got some small groups um, as well and private practices and we help them uh, attract and generate new patients 
mm -hmm. uh, specifically in pain-free dentistry. Mm -hmm. And we also help um, the dental owner with recruitment, engagement, um, leadership as well. So it's quite a, we're a multi-agency um, operating out of Spain for the past 15 years. Right. Okay. So tell me, when, if somebody goes into dentistry, I, I, would it be fair to say that when you go to um university you study dentistry at university you qualify and you become a dentist um do they does that cover anything about actually the business aspects of the profession or is it entirely the clinical training that they do it's so unfortunately the majority is clinical training mm -hmm. so we so, help them um you still there joe yeah 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 sorry i thought we'd gone um yeah. Yeah, we help them become business owners and right. en engagement and building relationships, communication skills is something that they're not taught. Mm -hmm. So they either pick it up as they go along or they engage themselves in other sort of extracurricular learning or get involved with, with um, getting consultancy help from organisations such as yourself then, I guess. That's correct. Yeah, interesting. Okay, um, I just think it's a fabulous name. So, what, why, what, why marketing pirates? It, it's um, where did that come from? Well, it came from a book. Um, and the book was the uh, pirate. The, oh, I can't remember the exact title, but it was basically mm -hmm. it was the um, brands that were underdogs. And they had to become pirates in what they were doing to go uh -huh. against the grain of the corporates. And, okay. and that's, that's what we do. We, we go against the grain. We go in the opposite direction of, right. um, you know, that usual uh, dental marketing, which is uh, very bland. Right, right. Okay. So, I mean, picking up, we're talking about the marketing or advertising world. I think BBH is... Um, BBH, one of the sort of leading ad agencies that listeners will remember them for the, uh, the famous Levi's uh, laundrette ad. Um, but their strap line of the agency is when the world digs, sag. So um, I think that sort of that's sums it. up what you're, what you're talking about a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah. And, and in, in the sector, in the dental sector, are there still a considerable number of um, privately owned um, either individual practices or small practices? Or is there, is there a trend towards um, amalgamation, consolidation, and, and being bought out by uh, larger, increasingly large groups. Yes, the the, the it started uh, around about 18 years ago um, mm -hmm. with a company called IDH, who are now called My Dentist, and that was originally uh, a guy called Luke, who used to own the um, Pizza Express. Oh, really? And so he put his money into um, uh, buying up dental practices. So uh -huh. um, you've got sort of four major dental uh, corporates now, so it's getting more um, um, more corporatized. Mm -hmm. and, but there's still, you know, I like it when dentists are bought out by corporates because we go against what corporates stand for. And right. corporates are all about numbers. And if you look at their, um, 
their um, uh, n- uh, not net employee scores. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. would you recommend your friend yep. come and work here? Yeah, net, um, net promoter scores. Yeah. Yeah, they do an employee. Same question. Um, yep. And if you look at the corporates, they are like you know two or three. Um, and then if you look at our clients, for example, you know you're, you're mm-hmm. looking at four and a half, five. So right. they don't they don't focus on um, people. They focus on numbers, and we focus mm-hmm. on people. Mm-hmm. Uh, which very nicely ties us back into the whole point of engage for success as a movement, and the fact that we we encourage organisations to put people at the heart of their business, at the heart of their decision making. Um, and so that, that kind of leads quite nicely on to to what you you know what you're doing in in terms of your organisation and and how you're looking to raise awareness amongst the profession amongst the dental profession of the importance of of their people and in, and the importance of engaging their people and and how they go about how they go about doing it. So I think you did this all begin with the with the survey that you undertook, or or were you aware that there was a problem and thought you ought to go out and do a survey uh, in order to sort of shine a light on that? What, what came first, Tony? Yeah, well, we've been... I've always been into um, culture within, mm-hmm. within you know, my own business. Right. And the, we were seeing over the past uh, seven, eight years that it's become harder and harder within dentistry to recruit and hold on to um, nurses, for example, mm-hmm. it's of, uh, nurses get low pay compared to um, other roles, you know, compared to right. a hygienist or a therapist or a dentist. Okay. So then um, it, we started working a lot with practices for probably the last six years on how to um, engage their people, how to create... Um, how to go from an uninspiring workplace to an inspiring workplace. And then when I came across the McLeod Report the, um, uh, through Engage for Success. Yeah, yeah, the Engaging for Success the, Report. The report that started the whole, the whole movement, really, because that was a government commissioned report. And then um, from that, um, the Engage for Success movement gained momentum and, and backing from a whole range of PLCs and employers' organisations and consultants and individuals and academics. So, yeah, it all goes back to that then, doesn't it? It does, and, and, and that inspired me then to, you know, we, we knew there was an issue within dentistry, but, you know, like everything else, we had to prove it first. Mm-hmm. So two years ago, two and a half years ago, we did one of the most comprehensive surveys within dentistry, on engagement across mm-hmm. six roles within dentistry. And the summary of the report, basically, there was, 20, there was only 25% of the workforce overall that was actively engaged in the workplace. Right. So that means that, you know, there's 75% of dentistry that are unengaged. Mm-hmm. And that has a huge effect on everything. It has a huge effect on recruitment. Mm-hmm. It has a huge effect on 
the delivery of service by the dental practice. Mm-hmm. So if your people are inspired in the workplace, then the customer is going to get uninspirational service. Yeah, absolutely. And we started then um, promoting that uh, report and came up with lots of different ways to actively show our clients how to really engage, how to attract, because we don't market a job. We market the culture. And any, any practice can say we have a dental nurse's job. Mm-hmm. But not every practice can say that we have an inspiring workplace. So you use the culture of the organisation as the hook to attract and hopefully then retain uh, dental nurses or whoever it is that they're needing to, to recruit. Tell me something, Tony. Did, um, did your clients find the results of that survey uh, challenging did they did they agree with it or did they did they recognize what they were being shown when you you know how did they respond well we have to remember that the the, the, you know our clients have been with us for years so we've been teaching them to be inspirational so it it wasn't a shock for them it was actually they they claim that it's actually lower um, lower engagement than actually the report states Uh so yeah, um, and you know that that's how that's how we started with um, inspiring workplaces. Right. Okay. So so your your clients sort of recognised that actually outside of their area, um, they thought, yeah, that that sounds pretty accurate. In fact, we think it's probably worse than that. Um, but actually, they have, were already along the the learning path because you'd already been sort of helping them raise their game from a cultural perspective anyway. So you would have expected their results to to look better or be better than that, I guess. So tell me then, um, having sort of shone a light on this issue and identified that there is a real problem, because, yeah, 25% actively engaged is, is not, it's not good, is it? Let's be honest, in, in any, you know, in any sector, it's not good. But in a sector where the... Large, by and large, the people that are working are almost entirely client-facing in one respect or another, whether they are delivering care or supporting people delivering care or acting in kind of frontline reception roles. Um, it, it really does suggest a fairly poor customer experience as a result, a client experience as a result, doesn't it? Yeah, and that, that's the issue, that if this was just 25% um, um, unengagement in a in a non-medical uh, profession, then you know that's where the difference is. So this this is actually worse um, because we have to remember that when a patient walks into a dental practice, they are walking into a high fear, low mm-hmm. trust environment. Of course. Of course, and that changes the dynamic of immediately, doesn't it? It's not like going into have your tyres changed at Quickfit. No, that's correct. We we need to be we 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 teach our clients to reverse that high fear, low trust environment, 
we teach them to switch that to create a high trust, low fear environment. Mm -hmm. And if your people are not engaged, then they will not be able to deliver the service that is required to deliver a low fear, high trust environment. Yeah. Yeah, trust is so important, isn't it? It's, it's, it kind of underpins everything, doesn't it? So was there, was there a difference between types of roles? I mean, did you see certain... You, you mentioned earlier about the difficulty of attracting and retaining dental nurses, for example, compared to hygienists, say. Um, did, you, did your survey highlight differences in, in roles in terms of levels of engagement? Yes, it did. And the surprisingly enough, the... The British Dental Association did, I found some statistics of dentists um, and their engagement levels. Mm-hmm. And their engagement levels were something around 30, 40%. I can't remember the exact number. Mm-hmm. Um, so even the, the dentists who get paid a lot more money than the nurses are disengaged within yeah. the profession. Okay. So this this begs the question, and it comes back to that you don't you do money is not the core um, objective for for human beings in in terms mm-hmm. of their job satisfaction. Mm-hmm. So even when the dentists are earning you know far more than the dental nurses, their um, their engagement is still low within the profession. Yes, yeah, I got you. Okay, so let's 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 start. Let's turn this around on its head then, and just talk about some practical things. What what can people do about it? And I, I, it'd be interesting as you as you tell us some of the things that you recommend people do. I'm sure our listeners will be able to pick up ideas and suggestions for themselves that they can apply in their own businesses, whether they're in SMEs or other professional practices. So, can you share with us some of the um, some of the some of the answers, Tony? Absolutely. Well, I took an acronym from one of your shows a couple of years ago, uh-huh. and it led it led me down the path of Kevin Cruz. Right. And Kevin Cruz, the the author of um, the uh, Culture um, book, mm-hmm. and different reports that Kevin Cruz has done. And what really inspired me about um, Kevin Cruz with this acronym is that we were doing a lot of this stuff, um, engagement, but it was very fragmented. We didn't have a, a, a framework for our clients to follow. So what Kevin Cruz did was, Kevin Cruz had an acronym and I sort of blended some of his acronym and and created my own acronym on what's been working within um, our um, practices or businesses. So Mm -hmm. uh, this is transferable to any business, not just, you know, all businesses are the same. We have to attract great people. We have to retain great people. We have to attract great customers and we have to retain great customers. And yes. it's the same whatever business you're in. Absolutely. So the acronym, if if you're listening to this and you want to get your pen out. <laughs> so the, acro- 
The acronym is C great. That's C great. C as in the letter C. The letter C. Yeah. And then great. G R E A T. C great. C A T. C great. Okay. Okay. And what does that the, stand for then? So the first C, and, and Kevin Cruz calls it the big C. Mm-hmm. And the big C is for communication. Right. And what I'm going to do, Joe, is I'm going to just, I'm in my office, um, everybody's gone home, right. and I'm in my office, and I'm just going to walk around my office and go through some of this C-grade that's around our office. Okay. Shame we're not on video. So, It'd be great if we were, but never mind. I'm sure you'll paint a good picture. Well, if, if anybody wants to let me know, I'll, I can, you know, I'll, I'll share photographs or whatever anybody wants. So that's not okay, an issue. lovely. So on one of the walls over here, so we're, we'll, I'll go through C communication first. So mm-hmm. on the wall here is the agenda of our daily huddle. Okay. So every day we meet at 10 minutes after everybody comes in. So everybody comes in, they get out their uh, project management software of their to-dos, their task list for, for the day ahead. Mm-hmm. We then go through the daily hub. We all get together and we share good news. So we then um, ask, so, you know, what's good news? What did you like about yesterday, for example? What have you got on today that you're excited about? And then we link that good news to our highlight board. Okay. And we've got, we've got a big whiteboard on the wall, and it's got mm-hmm. a picture of each of our team members on. And at the end of each day, I want our team to be leaving on a high. Right. I don't want them going home complaining to the partner, wife, husband, children that they've had a bad day right yeah and our brain is wired for you know survival and cortisol yes so i want them to be leaving with a happy brain chemical when they leave Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. on the highlight board so today for example i've put on my highlight board susan has been working today um, even though she's had a bad cold we're a team member down and she carried on working. She could have gone home, but she didn't. So my highlight was seeing Susan working, even though she was, you know, not well. Okay. So everybody writes the highlight on the board. And then in the morning at the Daily Huddle, we then, and then at the end of the evening, we take a photograph of that board. So if anybody's not in the office, they can see everybody's highlight for that day. Right, so. We then relate... That so me so in the huddle somebody will say Tony how's your highlight how do how is it related to one of our core values mm-hmm. and over on my right hand side we've got a picture frame with our core values okay. and we've got listed our core values so we give a damn positive spirit build strong relationships say it as it is giving back pushing boundaries and lifelong learning. So for me, my in the morning at the huddle will be Susan working even though ill. And I'll look at our values and I'll say, because we give a damn. Got you. Susan yeah. gives a damn about our business. Yeah. 
So you're always tying in. It's not just reward recognition for recognition's sake, which in itself is, of course, very important. But from a strategic business perspective, it's aligning those with your business values. Absolutely. And that's how we get engagement. If you yeah. haven't got core values in your business, your people will be unengaged and so will your customers. Yeah. So yeah. moving on, we've got here, we've got a wall space with um, disk profiles. Mm-hmm. And I'm a, I've trained more dentists and dental care professionals and entrepreneurs. We, we do this for entrepreneur businesses as well. But I've trained over 900 dental care professionals on DISC, mm-hmm. which is workplace, um, which is relationships. So that comes into, so we've got the big C, which mm-hmm. is communication, coming back to the analogy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the huddle, for example, I'll just quickly go over the big C. Then we do one-on-ones. So once a month, we communicate with our team member. We do a one-on-one for 10 minutes with each team mm-hmm. member. We don't do annual reviews. It's too late. You've got 11 months of people not being happy, um, bitching, backbiting, whatever it is. So once yeah. a month, 10 minutes with each team member. What do you like best about working at MPOD? What would you change? And how are you getting on with your um, growth, which is G, the second of the letter of the anagram, okay. which is grow. Right. So that's your professional development plan. Mm-hmm. Then we've got the R next, so you've got CGR, which is relationships. Okay. And DISC, DISC is all about relationships. It's four primary um, styles within DISC, and we um, constantly relate to each other within our team that we're all different <laughs> styles. Okay. Okay, have, so this is, have, is this sort of emotional intelligence um, coming, coming, coming into this as well? It is. It's you know you've got Myers Briggs, you've got different personality traits. But mm. if mm. you don't know who you are as an individual, then how can you relate to your team colleagues? So yes. relationships being key. Right, and you then train each other. You train everyone on that, and that's part of the support. We do, and we constantly yeah. reinforce it. We live our values yeah. every day. We live our profiles every day, and mm. then we've got a big board here, and it says Star of the Month. And the mm-hmm. star of the month was Jay, and there's a picture of her in the middle. And every week we write out what we like about each other on a, on a star. We put it right. in a box, and then once a month we then have a star of the month party at the local cafe, and um, we read each other's stars out. Everybody's buzzed up, but then we have a winner um, as well um, who won that particular month. Okay. We then take photographs and video of the winner that goes across our social media. It goes on our recruitment page. So engagement is also marketing. Everything mm-hmm. is marketing. Then, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. I'm running through this quickly. Um, yeah. We have the top eight service standards. So we also relate our highlights on other days to our service standards. Mm-hmm. And Red. Um, I came across Red Carnation Hotels maybe six years ago. Google them if anybody wants an interview um, with what they do at Red Carnation Hotels. Just absolutely incredible. They should have their own book out. Um, (laughs) 
and that's the service standards. Then over here we've got um, frames all over the place. We've got J, one year service awards. So mm -hmm. for each year that our team has been with us, we have uh, everybody receives service awards as well. And right. we do service awards parties at a local restaurant once a year um, as well. And everybody gets badges and certificates. Right. And then okay. moving down the hallway, um, 10 years ago next year, uh, me and my um, ex-wife set up a charity called Dental Mavericks. Mm -hmm. And to date, we've taken out mm -hmm. over 70,000 people out of daily dental pain across the world. And um, one of our core values is giving back. Right. So to engage a team here, so once... Um, once a year, we, we do projects all over the world at any one time, but we send our team to some of these projects as well. They have to win various competitions, so right. again, that engages them. So, so okay, to now, on, I'm going to have to cut you short, Tony. So we've, got, we've okay. done C for communication. We've done R, we've done C for communication, G for growth, R for relationships. I need you to run e, through the rest. E for environment, how good is your environment? A, uh -huh. appreciation, how often are you appreciating your people verbally with cards, with recognition. Oh, okay. okay, so those uh, great, those great uh, long service awards and, and the star yes. of the month, they all come under the appreciation. Yeah, yes. okay. And then and T, T is trust. 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 And okay. I won't go into trust, but if you just Google Patrick Lencioni, you'll see what trust really means. Say that again. Patrick who? Lencioni. How do I spell that? Um, Lencioni, L-E-N-C-I-O-N-I, okay. Lencioni. Lencioni, okay, okay, I shall do that, and I will encourage our listeners to do that too. So, okay, so C great is really that phrase, encompasses all of those things you've been talking about there then. Um, and a and, lot of other things that we haven't had time to go through. Clearly a lot of other things, but at the end of it, T, trust, you were talking about being a, a, a high trust environments encouraging your your uh, clients to be high trust environments as well so it, it seems only fitting that that comes at the very end doesn't it yes okay tony i'm sorry to cut you short we've run completely out of time but um, thank you very much for sharing those insights with us i'm sure everyone will have found it really fascinating as indeed have i um so thank you very much for listening everybody and i just have to say goodbye now so thank you and good night Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work.